0: This
1: podcast is presented by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, who have been telling Oklahoma's story through its people since 1927. Follow them online at oklahomahof.com, and then definitely follow them on Instagram for all the information that you need, because I'm sure that's where you follow us as well, at oklahomahof. Let's get into today's episode what's up guys welcome back to another episode of this is oklahoma mike and here your host back with another episode in oklahoma city today with jeff reagan to talk about his amazing company called kai's concepts you've probably tried one of his bars uh first time i tried one was at yote coffee after a particularly long, long bike ride um and it was awesome i grabbed two i think um awesome little bar and made from a lot of awesome natural ingredients so we're definitely going to you know dive into all that stuff soon but jeff really appreciate you having me down to to share some stories
0: yeah you bet thanks for having us and thanks for buying those two bars after oh, that yeah. bike ride.
1: it was it was much needed for sure it was like halfway point and i cycled from my house um it was about 25 miles to Eoté, and then I rode 25 miles back, and I definitely needed that second mile going awesome. back. So, uh, but yeah, I'd kind of seen them on the shelf, and then you know when I like looked on Instagram and, and did some digging in the website, I was like, oh, you guys are in town? No way! So reached out straight away, and here we are, like two weeks later. So, Awesome.
0: hey, you get things done. I like that.
1: Yeah, trying to trying to move fast, and you know it's it's great to share Oklahoma stories, and and you being so close and. and you know, I'm sure have a huge passion for this stuff. Otherwise, you wouldn't have started. But, um, you know, are you were you born and raised in Oklahoma? Are you from here growing up originally?
0: Yeah, yes, sir. Born and raised in Oklahoma City, uh, northwest part of Oklahoma City. Went to Putnam City North High School. Graduated, yeah. went to University of Oklahoma. Moved back. Been in Oklahoma City my whole life. I, I'm a very passionate uh, Okie. And, um, you know, I think for me, it's funny, too, because... We do natural food, and so when we've, as we've grown and we've traveled, people are always like, "Why aren't you in California, or New York, or Chicago or Austin?" And it's like we're like the token people from Oklahoma. And my response was always like, "Well, we deserve it there too." And for me, it's like, yeah, it may be harder, but it's better. And for me, it's always you yeah. know the hardest things are the best things. And so we've been given so much uh, from the great people of this state and the city and this community, and so. You know, it's a really big passion and goal of mine to give back and really not just to give back, but to really be leaders in the community, um, you yeah. know, in our actions. So. Yeah,
1: that's cool stuff. So so grew up, I mean, PC North and, and went to went there, played a lot of sports, I assume, growing yeah. up football and <laughs> yep. everything.
0: Yeah, yeah. The sports was kind of the original passion, and then that kind of transferred into, I'd say, health and wellness, probably high school, mm-hmm. and then kind of transitioned into college and post-college. And then once I had the the sad reality that, you know, I wasn't going to take Russ's path and be in the NBA, yeah. uh, you had to figure out what was kind of next. And so really got into health and fitness, and um, kind of how I arrived at the Kai stuff was – I was an entrepreneurship major at the University of Oklahoma, and it was very new at the time. And they'd have lots of business people that were either OU alumni or just did business in the Oklahoma City metro, and they would come in, and, man, it was just storytelling. And and it was just such live and active learning. It was like podcast before Mm podcast without the technology. It was just in-person storytelling and conversations. And I just remember loving that. And kind of one of the common themes was, like, you know, success probably in my mind before I got to college or it's like, if I close my eyes, what does success look like? It's like, you're probably wearing a suit and you're living downtown and you're like, you know, working this, you know, hundred hour, just something. Yeah. driving done. a pole show. And, and for me, it was stuff, like, it really yeah. got clear in that moment. It was like, you know, success is like helping people <laughs> yeah, and making a difference with what's your gifts, your callings, your passions, your strengths. So for me, it was like, I, I really graduated unemployed. It wasn't the dream or vision that I have uh, back when, you know, kind of the economy was bumming. but it was such a blessing in disguise because it really put me on that. Uh, Self discovery journey to answer that question, you know, what am I passionate about? And I really arrived at three things. I love helping people. I don't think anything's better than that, mm-hmm. whether you're helping a grandma across the street or someone with a workout plan or, you know, whatever. Um, I loved health and fitness, and that's why people wanted my help at the yeah. time. So, kind of an understanding of maybe like a strength or a gift. And Hey, Jeff, can you write me a diet? Can you write me a workout? Um, can you motivate me? Can you encourage me? And I like entrepreneurship. You know, I tell people I can't sing, I can't dance, I can't draw. I wouldn't say I have any of those artistic or creative things, but I feel like we're all creating the image of the creator to create great things, to help people and make a difference. And so kind of put all those things together, um, was doing kind of life coaching or health coaching, some boot camps on the side. Um, I ended up getting a job at Chesapeake Energy, but... Spent about two years on the side, nights, Mm -hmm. weekends, lunches, um, working on that, and just kind of got to the point where I was like, i got to go for this. So they called it a leap of faith for a reason because I had no clue. Yeah. I mean, literally no clue. Still feel like I have no clue. Um, (laughs) They have a great team around you. Oh, super great. Yeah. Everybody that's ever um, touched – foot in this building or any customer that's bought something one time or reposted or shared or said Mm -hmm. something. I mean, I say this is our deal. Like I really do believe that wholeheartedly that uh, Kai's is an Oklahoma thing. Mm -hmm. Like this is Oklahoma with Kai's. And so it's a community effort because if, you know, I tell people it doesn't matter how much we care. Like if no one else cares or believes or supports, we're gone. Yeah. I, I, I mean, so it really is a testament to all the people that have supported us, you know, inside out, you know, from our home here and yeah. going from there.
1: Yeah. Uh, so when you're at OU and you're doing entrepreneur class and, and you're working out and you're, you know, you're, were you a gym instructor? Were you an instructor, like health and fitness instructor? No. Or like, were you just, no, you just kind of had a, a passion? No,
0: I in, junkie and, yeah. uh, you know, into all of that, so. Yeah. So you had, but you had a passion
1: for obviously health and fitness and absolutely. working out and, yeah. and that's been something from, from a young age. Yeah, you know, high absolutely. So like that. Um, so. I guess when you graduate, you've been doing entrepreneurship and then do you just take the job because it's like a safe route?
0: Yeah. Great question. Um, So I actually started part-time while I was in college. It was basically like cutting open boxes in a basement Mm -hmm. and uh, you know, doing some different like computer related moves, but it was, I would say very kind of blue collar work. But for me um, it was 2008 when I was graduating college and I mean, Every, like, company I was interviewing for, they would lay off, like, 10,000 people the next week. And so it was, like, it just got to this point where, like, there was nothing. And I I always joke, my mom doesn't have a basement. But I was, like, I don't graduate college. Or I graduated college, but I moved back home and live in my mom's basement. You know, it's, like, (laughs) not what you want as, like, a 22-year-old. Like, I'm thinking I'm going to go live the high life. Yeah. But it was so good for me because it didn't let me go get comfortable into a certain lifestyle. And it forced me to go self-discover and find that. So I was always really thankful for that chapter because I always kind of call it like self-discovery and not in a way. But I remember my dad telling me growing up, you know, from like 22 to 25, you'll grow more than any other Mm. time in your life. And I feel like that was very true for me. Um, But I sought that growth. Like I worked hard to grow you know mentally physically spiritually emotionally professionally and so having the humility to take what would call an underemployed job um, but it was great because it allowed me to truthfully it prepared me for this looking back because I worked in like a basement with lots of like shipping and receiving an inventory with like seven guys crammed in a room and like that's been the history of kai's in a yeah. sense um so it's kind of funny how that works
1: yeah so when officially i guess did you start working on kai's then
0: Yeah, so uh, the official would kind of be the beginning of, like, 2013. I quit my job at Chesapeake full-time at the end of 2012, so I kind of treat January of 13. but I would have been working on it on the side as early as 2011. Okay. So in, I feel like, the first probably three or four years, it was like we were just stuck in a warehouse west of downtown in the farmer's market, just trying to figure out how to make stuff, Yeah, you know, and we'd be there all day. And it was funny because I showed you, uh, you know, our production before, but, you know, we started with like a little kitchen mixer that you do like 10 pounds and you think that's big and, you know, we're hand molding and doing this and that. And now, you know, we've made hundreds of thousands of millions of bars. Yeah. Um, but it's just funny looking back on that. And then it's like, then the weekends you'd go to the farmer's market or a different event. Mm-hmm. And then eventually like in a grocery store when we started doing that. And so, um, I'd say not till probably really like the first, maybe three, four years into it, you start yeah. building some traction, sure. you get into whole foods and then that kind of had a good domino effect because then you kind of have credibility mm-hmm. with other people. So like, Oh, you're in whole foods. You're not just like this guy being like, Hey, like, yeah, a <laughs> yeah. We, we really care. Um, but yeah, so it's it's been going a while, and um, but I don't feel like we've started. You know, sure. I, I feel like it's time is so weird in my Kai's life because I feel like I've done it forever, but I feel yeah. like we're just getting started. So. Yeah, and I think that's important for everybody because I think so often. Um, you know, each day is a gift. It's a new opportunity. And so keeping kind of that newness and that freshness, it, it at least brings excitement mm-hmm. and opportunity and challenge amidst all the, the pain and struggle and headaches oh, and yeah. heartaches from, you know, everything on the path. So.
1: Yeah. Where does the name come from?
0: It's a name I made up. Yeah. Uh, derived from the Japanese word Kaizen, which is like continuous improvement or change for the better. So, you know, I was kind of, i what am I going to call this? And I was like, i wanted just to be something that embodied kind of my values and my personality. And so for me, it was just, I always want to get better and grow and be my best and I want to yeah. help people do the same. So it was just kind of that continuous improvement, um, you know, opportunity. And I tell people, whether we make bars or pencils mm-hmm. or t-shirts or podcasts, like we want to help people. We want to help people live better, be better and yeah. kind of go from there. So. Yeah.
1: That's really cool. I like that. And it's a great, you know, great company motto to go by, right? Always continuing and um, continuing to improve and, and push the boundaries and, and just in every every aspect of the business, right? Giving back or, you know, the nutritional side, whatever it is, like that's uh, it's, it's a great center of the business.
0: Yeah. And it, and it helps you be reminded a little more easy because I think yeah. a lot of times, like I find a lot of young people, especially it's like you get started on passion and you get going and then the reality is you got to learn how to run a business yeah. and you get hit hard. You got to do all the back. You know, there's all these things that come and then you got to figure out how to make it survive. So there's obviously a monetary component, even with the most mm. altruistic type people, even like myself. Um, but I think it's critical to always remember your why. Yeah. Why did you start? And if you don't lose sight of that why and that make that why big and strong and concrete, yeah. Um, it'll keep you going especially in the valleys or you know when you can't see things you don't feel like you have any traction and it's important and the other funny thing I learned about the name is like it's been called the wrong thing about a thousand <laughs> times but it actually like gets that question a lot yeah. so it does kind of leave an opportunity to share a little more about the story mm-hmm. um, if that's so Kizi, Kaizi, Kazai I mean I've heard yeah. I've heard all sorts of stuff and it's kind of funny but
1: yeah that is funny and it, I mean it makes you stand out right it makes people remember you And then when they get it right, yeah. It's not Jeff
0: Bar, yeah.
1: So yeah, little dig there. (laughs) (laughs) I got that. (laughs) Um, So you know, you mentioned um, like giving back and all that kind of stuff, and and reminding you know just kind of a constant reminder with a name. But when did you think like getting in the food industry is? I mean, it's almost like getting in the apparel industry. Like they're both very, very competitive, very big, uh, you know, like barriers to entry to break into worth making money, doing it for the rest of your life type business. I mean, we obviously this was, this must be in a dream or something for a while, right?
0: Oh man, it's kind of funny. It's actually not because. When I was really digging into all of that, I loved this part, Mm -hmm. the relational connection. So it was like kind of the life coaching or health coaching, right? So I'm in this path. And what I kept hearing over and over and over again was like, well, I want to be healthier, but health eating sucks and I don't have time. It was like that was the words I kept hearing. And finally, it was like, and I don't know how many times I had to hear that, but I'm like, man, I think there's an opportunity here. And for me, that's probably 24 You know 25 at the time Mm -hmm. and i was like well that's not true like i don't spend more than five minutes on anything but i kind of like to alliterate i'm also a nerd but you know for me easy enjoyable truly energizing and so I kind of took this like oatmeal, like this kind of protein oatmeal thing that I would make. And then I tried to make it into a cookie and that failed. Mm-hmm. And then basically I turned it into like a fudge or like a pan, but it was just four ingredients, nutritionally balanced, dense, whatever. I started giving it to people. I kept getting good feedback and this was both from health conscious and not health conscious. And they'd be like, Oh, this tastes like peanut butter fudge or it tastes like a no bake cookie. And you know, anyways, I just kind of started going down that path and I arrived into, you know, food, which was crazy because it's so hard. It's so complex. The last thing I ever wanted to do was be in bars. And the first thing we had was like a big Kit Kat and like a plastic bag with wrapped and they're perforated. And that was a nightmare. And you learn the pain of like, uh, packaging and all sorts of stuff. But the crazy thing there was like, people had great response, but they'd like, I like them too much. I was like, what do you mean you like them too much? Like, I feel bad. I eat the whole thing. Yeah. So I really arrived. And so, I, I mean, I really was, blo- I, that was a crazy learning lesson for me early on. I was like, so you're telling me we make something, you enjoy it, you love it. And because of that, you don't want to eat it as much. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, I'd rather eat something like crappy. They don't feel bad. It basically was a portion size yeah. issue. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. so anyways, we morphed into the bar and now you're in bars and now we're trying to figure out how to make bars. And, you know, it's a whole, sure, whole different beast at that level. But that's kind of always been the struggle of like, I love the relationship. You know, for me, it's a life's about relationships, mm-hmm. you know, resources plus relationship equals real life change. You know, to me, that's living charity, living on mission. Yeah. Um, But yeah, we had to learn how to do the food part, which disconnects us, right? Because we got to be in the back to figure out how to manage it and and bring things to life. So it's been an unbelievably painful challenge, but it's been a great journey. And it's kind of funny because I always say the problem that we're actually solving is people are hungry. Mm -hmm. And our solution is we feed people. But I mean that in a very holistic sense. So, you know, kind of mind, body, heart, and soul. And so um, kind of the dream was always just to build a company that really loves people well. Because you think about it, it's like I would always see this, and I saw it when I was at Chesapeake when I worked there back in the heyday. It's like everybody lived for the weekend. Yes. Well, why? That made no sense to me. So I'm like, you're flunking life. Like you're two out of seven days are great, but the other five you're just like you hate and you're counting down. I'm like, well, why do people like the weekends more? Mm. Well, typically you're doing what you want with who you want. And I'm like, what if we had this company that like – it felt like a family and friend or a team and you went out and like really loved people well. Yeah. And that's kind of been what it's been at. And, uh, obviously like family and friends and teams, there's painful moments and highs and lows and whatever. But I think that's a prayer of mine every morning is just to like be unified, be one, go have fun, make a difference. And, um, I know for a long time I really, you know, you think about trying to help the homeless or the youth in our community or uh, the different orphan stuff we do in Haiti. But I've I've realized, you know, the biggest mission and the biggest impact I can have on our team, you know, right here. Mm-hmm. And we have a very uh, diverse group of people. Um, we've got several guys from a program called Hope is Alive. If you're familiar yeah. with that, but um, is that Lance? Yeah. 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 So their stories are just unbelievable. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've had guys shot in the head, almost killed, guys that live in this neighborhood. Um, And for me, it's like, I want, I don't need more motivation, but Mm -hmm. like, I want this to be as much as it can for them and for their families and their kids and to make generational change. Yeah. And to let that pour out through the city, like, through that.
1: Having a true impact. Yeah. Yeah, not just, like I said, one person yeah. or one generation, but making yeah. a difference so that these people can have families and then those families and kids look back to where things changed for their family and they can look back at Kai's.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. So uh Chesapeake, you were working on this stuff on the side and people were liking it and then you start, I guess, working, like you're working all hours of the night and on weekends at farmer's markets and you start getting it into stores while you're still at Chesapeake?
0: No, so, yeah, so I think um, probably for about six months I was doing both. Yeah. Um, Actually trying to get out and do the stuff on the weekends, like in the farmer's market, and it was crazy because my very first farmer market ever was at... Oh, gosh. I think it was at St. Anthony's Hospital or Children's Hospital. Either way, it was one of the ones closer to downtown, and you're so nervous. You have no idea. I might have taken a vacation day to go do this. I mean, I I can't even remember. But all I remember is the very first person I sampled tried it, and she goes, ugh. (laughs) Ugh. (laughs) <laughs> and she goes, is this peanut butter? Which that was the flavor type. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, I don't like peanut butter. And I was my very first person. And I was like, got
1: oh crushed. my
0: <laughs> But you know, it's a real lesson that everyone has to go, you know, go through. And so obviously things went better from there. But um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I took vacation days to go take food workshops at OSU, you know, starting how to start a food business. Yeah. Um, so I was really trying to, you know, just go all in and. Um, I think originally, well, I know for a fact, um, I had this, because I I mean, I liked working at Chesapeake. That's the thing. A lot of time people think when you, you know, you quit something or you, you uh, close the chapter on one area that you always hated or it was bad and going, it was good. I I met some lifelong friends at Chesapeake. I was exposed to good leaders and good workers and bad Mm -hmm. workers and X, Y, and Z, but I think I had this vision of like, I'll work at Chesapeake forever and I'll have the security and the benefits and whatever. And I'll do this on the side. And once it grows on the side, then I'll make the move. And I just realized I'm going, there's, there's no way yeah. it could get off the ground without me going all in. And, you know, I always say like they call it a leap of fate for a reason because you have no clue. And the way I looked at it was the only risk was not taking one, you know, I was 25 years old, no dependents, no whatever. Yeah. And, uh, just let it rip and and went for it. Yeah. And for me, it's a leap of faith every day. You know, especially now in in COVID times. But you know, we're committed and we're going right. down the path. And so
1: yeah, it's kind of a perfect time, right? You're like I'm still. You know, it's not like it's a bigger risk if you're 40 doing it than at 25. But it's still a risk. You know, like you have a cushy job, you're making money. You know, you you're enjoying life. You have you know you're enjoying your friends. You're building relationships at work but you have this thing on the side that's like chipping away at you
0: yeah that's right this could be something yeah exactly and it's like I think it's so funny because people always say that's a risk I'm like what's not a risk I'm like you shoot especially now I'm like you can't go anywhere without putting a mask on because everything's a risk going anywhere doing anything's a risk and it's like well man you might as well find what like you said what's that thing on your heart or in your head that you're like I gotta go try to do this and as long as it's pure and with good intentions and, you know, you really flesh through that. Mm -hmm. It's like, man, go for it. Because I think, shout out to Russ too. One of my favorite things for Russ is, uh, you know, it's like, why not? You know, and a thing that I always said, and it goes back to my college days, but, um, no, what ifs, you know, and people regret the things that they don't do and don't go for than the things they do and, um, it sounds easy sitting here and saying that, but yeah. it's the thing I fight every day for certain things of we're predisposed for, especially when you become an adult, to security and safety when you're made for love and greatness. Mm-hmm. And in that there's a, the cost, the deposit down on that is courage and risk and going for that. But the ROI on that is... Yeah, it's exponential. Well,
1: and also like the potential, like looking back in ten years and regretting it. Like regret that I will, you know, if you if you you if I see you on the street and I'm like, hey, remember, you know, and I was friends with you in college or friends with you at Chesapeake, I'm like, Hey, what happened to your idea at Kai's? Like, you know, what happened to that? And you're still working at Chesapeake. That cuts deep. Yeah. It? Whereas now you're like, oh, you know, like we've we've gone all out. You know, we've we've built this business. We've had tough days, but we're giving back, and we're having a great time, and we're still going. You know, I feel like I'm just getting started, but we're still moving forward. It, you know, it there's there's two different feelings there, isn't
0: it? Yeah. Well, it's wild that when you said that, it just took me to like really clear visuals when I I'd put in my notice. So now I had like two weeks left. Yeah. And it was unbelievable how many people pop their heads in to kind of say their goodbyes or whatever but it's like I could see them thinking about the thing especially the people that were in like their 40s or 50s or 60s it was amazing and some of them like oh you know I could never do it but it's like I could see them thinking about that thing Mm -hmm. that they didn't go for yeah and thinking about that now I'm like oh it just makes me shiver and it makes me so sad but that's where I'm like I want to give my life away as an example if it can help one person then I think it's worth it if it can help two or more that's great but it's like I'll be the crazy person that goes out there and you know sacrifices and whatever and gets beat up through the process but hopefully that can help somebody go dude that got me going and I've had this thing and I'm like I'm going for it you know because there's freedom in that and like I said there's no guarantee you know people it's like you think here's a perfect example Staying at Chesapeake was the secure or safe thing. Look at Chesapeake yeah. now compared to where it was 10 years. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is, totally. it, is it safer? Yeah. Could be any business. Could be any business. Yeah. So, you know, especially in the COVID times. So. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So, so, you you know, you give you notice in, you got, you know, two weeks, it's getting real. And then... You you're at the commercial kitchen just trying to figure out with this little ten pound maker, trying to just <laughs> thinking of I, I, how many flavors do you have it? Then it was just one.
0: Uh, so originally it was kind of three, three to five that I was kind of working in my home kitchen, mm-hmm. and, and then kind of went through all that, and it was just wild because it was like. We couldn't even really get them to mix or stick together. And I'm like, how in the world am I quitting my job to go like, do this thing? <laughs> but it's like, you know, in hindsight, you're looking back. I'm like, if I'm ever a parent one day, I'm like, what would I say? Like, you know, <laughs> like whatever, what was I do. doing? You know, but I'm like, you know, we've been super blessed and fortunate to keep growing. And I yeah. think, um, yeah, that time was, it was wild because, um Not only was I quitting to start a business, I knew nothing about... I didn't even know where to go. I didn't know who to talk. to. You know, a lot of times, most people quit something. Like, let's say... You work in an oil and gas company, you do that for 10 years, and you quit and you start your own oil and gas company. They like, have a at least plan. You have oil and gas. Yeah. There's like, a plan there. And you know people in the industry. I'm like, I'm doing oil and gas and I go into food manufacturing. And it probably took me years just to even figure out we were in, like, to admit that yeah. we were, you know, I'm like, yeah. we're into just helping people and, yeah. like, healthy living. <laughs> you know, when and someone asks like, you, what do you do? You're like, I, I, yeah. And I'm like, I don't like people. to say, like, yeah. food manufacturer, make bar. You know, I was like, yeah. I don't like the normal thing of people. So it's like, oh, like, yeah, we're in the feeding business or, yeah. you know, whatever. But it was like, I oh, it was brutal. Um, but I'd say one thing that I would encourage everybody would be find a mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, I was super, super blessed and fortunate. Uh, one of my professors, I think he followed me or I was in Norman, maybe six months into it. Mm-hmm. Maybe longer. I, I don't remember the time. And he was asking how it was going, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" I'm like, "We're losing our minds." I'm pulling my hair out. I don't know. But I'm like, you know, we'd had some traction and doing stuff. So he's like, "You have like manufacturing issues," and I'm like, "Absolutely, we have issues." And he's like, "Well, I know a guy. if you, you know, might be, might be a good time, and I'll link you up." So he links me up, and um you know, sets up an email with this guy. So I'm, yeah, he said he would meet. So I go out and meet, and. Um, I uh, show up to this place and I go in and I, I know nothing about who I'm being or anything yeah. and I show up and this you know old guy kind of comes out and um, he's probably 75 years old and I'm like, oh, okay, sweet, which like, I love <laughs> and we sit down and it's kind of like you and me, proximity and we're talking and I'd never been in a conversation that I felt someone was so dialed in and so came. It hadn't met me for 10 minutes. Yeah. And you talked to, and I've, I've talked to some people at this point, right? And they give advice and they listen. And it's awesome. And you appreciate it. And if you can take one thing out of it or give one thing to them, it's really great. Right. Yeah. And he's like taking notes, which to me is always an action of like, wow, like I'm important or what I'm saying is important to you and you may be an action taker. Yeah. And then it was like in mid-thing he bends down and he picks up the yellow pages, which I thought was hilarious. I'm like, <laughs> who does the yellow pages? And he's like flipping through and then he turns around and he's like, <clears throat> then he had to call someone. He's like, how do I get these new phones to work? And he calls this guy and he's like, yeah, hey, you know, so-and-so. He's like, this is Dave McLaughlin, like advance, whatever. And he's like... I thought you were dead. And he was like, I thought you were dead. And they're both like, ha 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 ha. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I sitting on? But long story short, um, you know, you had someone that cared and it was trying to help out and find solutions. And I would say, I would always take something from that. And then I would try to follow up and just say, hey, like I did what you said and this is what happened. And I would say after maybe a year, I probably had a relationship there where he was calling me and we're doing and, you know, long story short, I built this great relationship and friendship that means so much more to me than any of the advice. But, you know, one thing I always tell people, and I think it's a mistake from entrepreneurial, you know, teaching or whatnot, Mm -hmm. is I think people think the constraint is money. And it's not money, it's wisdom. Yeah. You can get all the money in the world if you don't know what to do with it. Yeah. Um, and so for me, and being a relationship guy, I'm like, you gravitate to people that are wise and caring and mm-hmm. kind and they've been professionally successful. But in my mind, more importantly, it was not at the expense of being personally distraught yeah. and broke They have great families and you know, impacted people. So for me, it was really awesome and so not everyone can maybe have an in person but books videos podcasts you know find people that you can really learn from and do life with because then it's doubly sweet right like if you get something and it goes into action and it becomes fruitful that's awesome and then if you have a friend in the process that's doubly awesome so
1: yeah is Dave
0: still around oh yeah that's good Dave's awesome I actually had dinner with him his family last night an event and so he's probably I don't know 83 or something now but it's just like I just feel like he's like my buddy you know and to me I'm going I would trade so many things you Mm -hmm. know away but that relationship is so that's you know hopefully this doesn't happen but if kai's were to close down or not be what i want it to be yeah the people that i've met along the journey are are worth it and yeah, you know yeah. he's at towards the top of the list so. that's so cool yeah. i
1: love that story, that's awesome um so so date's helping a lot everything's going well you're getting solutions and you know wheels are start turning you start getting you know doing farmers markets still and then you start getting into like little boutique stores i assume first and then uh and you know how do you i mean tell me about that about getting what it's like getting into stores and then
0: yeah so kind of the path is you know i was really focused on who or somebody that would value this and do it and go in so we really started with like little fitness studios Mm -hmm. and little coffee shops and you know whatnot and so i think our first i know our first place was uh it's not even there anymore. Body Rock Fitness and Cafe. And it was over on Penn in Britain. And, yeah. um, you know, I know Soul Yoga was an early place. And Native Roots was like our first grocery store, you know, down in Deep Deuce. And, you know, you just, it's slow and steady. It's not quick. It's not glamorous. It's not whatever. Yeah. It's, you know, I always think about kind of the law of the harvest. I think of farmers. Like, you can not you can't cheat being a farmer. Like, you can't take days off. You can't be like, yeah, I don't feel like working the field today, you know, like you're not going to get a crop. (laughs) Um,
1: There's a strict process.
0: There's a process, yeah, Yeah. and it's just it, you know, for me, kind of patient, persistence, Mm -hmm. you know, you sow it and you know, you grow it, but you got to put it in and I think that's the challenge when you don't know what you're doing is you don't know what good activity necessarily is and I still say it today, it's like I have buddies that are you know, dentists or physical therapists, and it's like their schedules set six months in advance, and I'm yeah. like, that's kind of nice because I'm like, I'm going, I don't know what the best use of our time and resources are today, you know, <laughs> and then you got to guide fifteen plus other people with that, and yeah. so, um, but yeah, we did that, and then I mean, I. Of chased down this Whole Foods buyer for about two years and she hated our original packaging. It was just it was a plastic bag. And then she basically said, If you make this smaller and you make the packaging nicer, because I saw her at a thing and she's like, I've been hearing about you lately. And I'm like, Yeah, you know, I'm out there trying and would still love the opportunity just to, you know, be in this Whole Foods in Oklahoma City. Yeah. And um, basically, we. Found a coffee bag that we could fit our hand in. Uh-huh. And we hand, this was miserable, hand wrapping these labels, stuffing them, but we figured out the importance of color and packaging and presenter. And it looked weird. It yeah. didn't look like, you know, what we have now, like something that a machine would do. Yeah. It was about twice the size. And, you know, they sold them super pricey. And I remember the guy telling us, he was like, you're gonna fail. You're not gonna do well. Like the guy in the store. Once, like she got us in, and I yeah. was like, "Oh my gosh, like, those thanks.
1: people are
0: brutal." <laughs> but um, you know, we basically lived in there. You know, I think the expectation was to demo maybe once a month or mm-hmm. twice a month, and I bet we were in there two to three times a week. You know, three to four weeks a month yeah. for forever. And uh, we got to a point where we were the highest selling bar in the Southwest region at one point, and we were only in 13 of the 40 stores. And that's a testament to the amazing people of Oklahoma city. Once again, uh, that's not why I love Oklahoma city. That would have been at 20 something years old, but that was just a reminder of going, Oh my God, people are so amazing because here we are like pouring our lives Mm -hmm. into this, you know, and people are supporting and yeah. um,
1: and then going to stores and seeking out Kai's bars in, over other yeah, bars. Yeah, when and talking to their through, friends. Yeah. And,
0: you know, especially at the time, I think at Whole Foods they were like $4. Yeah. You know, and it's like we're like two forty nine now. But mm-hmm. it's like, I mean, they weren't the cheapest. Yeah. They weren't the prettiest looking. Um, And, and people supported. And, like, that just means so, so much. And that's why I just love local business yeah. and just local community of going – It's amazing when people can come together and support. That's why I love what you're doing. Share people's stories, Mm -hmm. you know, get to know it. I love finding and meeting awesome people like yourself and what they're doing. And especially because I know I've been on the other side of that and it feels so good. And it's such an extra kind of fill up in your tank, Mm -hmm. especially on that of, you know, it's amazing how someone reaches out and like, for all the haters out there, it's that, you know, the one person, going, man, yeah. I love this, or I found this to help me in my bike or like, thank you, or yeah. you know, whatever, and you're like, Keep going. I needed that today. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Yeah. exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, How did you find the buyer? For like people listening, they might be thinking about starting something up. I mean, you know, Whole Foods is like the goal for people, right? How do you find that buyer?
0: Yeah. So it's different now, uh, specifically with Whole Foods um, because Amazon bought them. So that really changed. It made it a lot harder for small and startups. But yeah. At the time, I don't know if someone gave me her info or like I figured out their email chain and I heard the buyer's name. So I, I'll guess, like I'll yeah. guess on people's emails. Um, I always say go to people's uh, website, see how their email structure is. You can find anybody yeah. and you can find their name. Just guess it. Something at the company. Something com. at first dot, last at, first initial, last name. I mean, the worst yeah. case you're going to get is an unreceivable yeah. email. Yeah. Um, So it might've been that I got a meeting she was nice, but it was kind of like, yeah, whatever. I'm over four States and I don't come up here much or whatever. But I think the second time I ran into her, they had a scheduled thing at the department of agriculture. And I went and I got a meeting and I kind of pitched and it's like, Oh, there you are again. And, but she was, I remember saying, she's like, I've been hearing about you and I felt good at that. And, um, yeah, she basically said, hey, you know, sounds like you're getting some traction. Sounds like you're growing. I like your product. I like you. I like the story. Mm-hmm. But she's like, I need to be at a certain price point. And she marked it up big time. So, you course, know, that yeah. was kind of hedging their deal. It's like, yeah. well, we're going to make a lot of money, uh, you know. If we're taking risk. a risk on you, we're yeah, going to take some money. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But, yeah. um, you know, my advice to everyone would be, once again, if you have a mentor, they can help you. Yeah. They probably know buyers or people. So that's a great way to start mm-hmm. if you're going cold like I said the email but there's a lot of different tools now I mean I think I'm not real tech savvy or mm-hmm. social media but searching on social media trying to connect with people on social media you know LinkedIn Instagram yeah. something like that I think always good but um, I don't know how the world of trade shows is going to look going yeah. forward but that was always big for us when we were trying to take the next step to kind of regional, national, yeah. is that you, know, you got to get in front of people. And at the end of the day, cold emailing or cold calling. I mean, I get a million I'm sure. calls and emails that I mean, I'm mean i not going to answer or respond to just by the nature of my priorities or my priorities every time yeah. I venture off. But if you are going to send an email, send a great great subject heading and something (laughs) simple and clear that's set up where they can answer quickly. Because if you're sending a novel or something that's unclear, even if they do happen to read it, it just doesn't work that way. Put your
1: question in the title.
0: Yeah. And I mean, there's literally been people too that I've found over the years that I've like set up time to either respond to or have a phone call with just because they were so persistent Mm -hmm. or they started changing stuff and I was like I respect the hustle I respect the creativity I've told people that or I've even told people like hey I'm not really interested Mm. in your service but I'll take a call with you just because I think you're doing a great job trying to reach out and do that yeah so I mean
1: yeah. And that's one thing that like, you know, having patience and persistence and continual continuous follow up in anything, you know, uh, and it gets to that point where, you know, you, you've you consistently been knocking on the door, you're going to the trade shows, you're in all the smaller stores, you know, you start small and you slowly build from there. And then when that buyer sees you from Whole Foods, she's like, I've been hearing about you. And you're like, yeah, because I've been working at it. Yeah. You know, and then you get that Whole Foods deal. And then, then the snowball continues to roll, right? And then you use that in every pitch. You're like, "Hey, we're in Whole Foods, right?" That's a bit of a weight to carry. Yeah, you know that, that adds brand value for sure. Mm-hmm. So then from there, I assume it it was was it you know not overnight success, but like it helped with the pitches going forward.
0: Yeah, there is definitely a big momentum off of that because it gives credibility, and I think you know. Just you know, here's I think a misnomer, especially in food, and, and we've fallen victim to this. I mean, it's it's hurt us because our model initially was we do everything. Yeah. We source our ingredients, we make them, we distribute them. I mean, we literally were driving them to the store, stocking the shelves, and then walking out and demoing to try to get them off the shelves. I mean, we were doing everything. Yeah. Well, that only worked. To a certain geographical area. And so once we kind of grew past that, then we were kind of forced to go on this distributor route. And it hasn't been excellent for us because we've had so many quality issues. We get disconnected from what's going on at the store level. I mean, we knew all the workers at Whole Foods. They knew us. You know, well, then you got somebody coming in and they're going, which bar should I try? And they go, oh man, you should try Kai's because these yeah. guys are local and they're awesome. And, you know, they do stuff in Haiti and here locally yeah. and yada, yada, yada. Um, and so that was something that was tough because, you know, there's trade offs for different levels of growth or really yeah. with anything. And so, um, I think we're still, especially now, trying to navigate to that because what we've learned is, like when we got in Walmart, um, I thought the, and that was a big thing. I was driving to Bentonville and with one of our other guys, and um, that was crazy because we're like Walmart and yeah. Um, you know, they're like, Okay, we'll do a small test and we're like, Okay, perfect, small test, and like, you know, have a thousand stores and we're like,
1: a thousand stores? <laughs> That's not
0: small. <laughs> you know, and that was the whole thing too. They're like, you know, you know, cause we're a small supplier. And yeah. Um she was like, I remember her saying literally we had the most ideal timing, it was right before lunch. Cause a lot of times this is what's frustrating, like people don't try the product. Yeah. These buyers they don't try the product. I'm like, I didn't try the product. Yeah. <laughs> but we got her to try it and she was like oh my god this is like my favorite bar ever i'm the bar buyer at walmart and like this is my favorite bar and i was like oh my god so wh- where did you meet this like uh she you didn't know she was the bar like the, no we did yeah oh, we okay, got a meeting oh, okay. yeah sorry okay we got so this meeting, is in the meeting we went in and this is like you know they're, yeah. they're rounds of everything so you're yeah. one of a hundred so this is in the she meeting she's it. like i am the buyer and like, yeah, i love and, this yeah because we didn't know because her her title was weird it was like portable snacks and we're like what does yeah. that mean and okay anyways long story short like i always thought their and their concern was like are you big enough to make it and keep up and we had just um added those investments i'd show you in the equipment yeah. and the building and i was like yeah like we can we can make it and i mean it was hundreds of thousands of bars and we're like you know we've never made it that much and right. i believe we can but yeah there's different challenges with every execution yeah. and um but what we really learned is like Oh great! You can make it, and it can get to the store, but it can sit in the back, or they don't rotate it, or doesn't get on the shelf, yeah. and all these problems. And so that was where it's like there's a cost to that. Mm. Big companies pay people to go check the shelves, to take the product from the back of the store, to put it on the shelf. Yeah, you know, uh, concentrated marketing dollars per store. I mean, it's like we don't have any of that. Yeah, and so that was like. It's kind of the hard reality of taking the next step. And so just like that's kind of where we're at now of going, okay, like how do we re-evaluate what we're good at, what we're passionate about, what we've learned the hard way, and go forward to put a winning and impactful strategy. And so for me, I think like I'm so glad you reached out because it's like we were about to launch some different local things and then the COVID stuff happened. So it's like... You know, you can't really do anything and um or figuring out how to do things online or podcast or just, you know, engaging relational, community building stuff because I'm just like we don't really like the dispersonal distributor Mm out. And I know that's what people say you have to do and that's the game, but we're kinda like, Yeah, do you? Because we went forever before we were in a grocery store selling to sports teams and selling to colleges and selling just to Different yeah. places, and um, you know, in the, in the grocery business too, they want you to pay for the shelf space. They want they'll deduct you on everything that's literally made up. It's a profit center for them, yeah, and it's yeah. just just doesn't feel right. Like, people just buy it from a website and we'll ship it to you? Exactly. <laughs> hey, we'll make this fresh. You'll yeah. get it within two weeks of the product probably being made, and you know, you can have a chance for customer service. And so yeah. we're trying to figure out. But once again, no, we've never done that either. Yeah. And so you know, we were almost a hundred percent retail and it all gets shut down in COVID, you know, and we'd made these investments and we had this Walmart test and we had this target test in Southern California and we'd made some different investments. And it was like, everything was like, and we're like, yeah. Oh no. Um, and so then we were just like, okay, well like let's help people first and foremost. So we just started donating a lot of product, um, healthcare workers, different things like that. And then, Mm. um, I've always had a passion for the homeless and impoverished youth and stuff, and we uh, ended up making a product. We developed a product in about a week um, for a food bank for the local food bank of yeah. Central Oklahoma, and uh, it was crazy because we've never had an order like this in our life. But he bought two truckloads worth, which was almost like seven hundred. Is that the regional 000, food bank? Yeah, of Oklahoma. Yeah. And uh, it was almost like seven hundred thousand bars, and we're like. You know, so um, and you know they they're basically free, yeah. um, Because you basically give them away to them. But for me, it was like we had you know, organic ingredients, simple quality, and the same same thing. We get to the the local impact. Exactly for me, I'm going the the opportunity to know that we just help feed 700,000 people in our community. Yeah, um, that's what we're here for. Yeah, and so to me, it's like I want to figure out. How can we partner with the state? How can we partner with the school systems? Mm-hmm. How can we partner with youth sport leads, churches, nonprofits, people that are out there connecting and going, yeah. "Hey, we're willing to create and make. Who can help distribute? And let's partner to where something that may be, you know, two fifty three dollars at the retail level, I'm going, yeah. "Hey, like, let's partner up and let's like figure this out. Let's yeah. figure out how we can get it to a dollar, or seventy five cents, or whatever to." Yeah. All these people that are deserving of it, and you know, I feel like that's that's definitely a short and long term goal. for Yeah, us, so.
1: definitely. It's funny you mentioned that because I this year I'm on the the leadership class for the regional food bank. Oh, cool. Yeah, so it's a little small world. That's yeah. really cool. I wonder who the bio was for that because I probably met him. Uh, uh, Chuck uh, Arnold. Okay. We've had a bunch, I mean, typical COVID stuff. We haven't met in person yeah, yet because people, we've yeah. been having Zoom calls for yeah. the first three months. But really, yeah, the impact uh, and just how much that that's needed, you know, the the food insecurity around yeah. the nation, not just in Oklahoma. It's, uh, it's a huge deal. And I'm sure they really, really appreciate you jumping in and helping yeah, and out me, for let sure. Yeah, let me
0: know what you figure out because yeah, we'll I mean, I, I told people and I've talked to a few people and... Um, I just started reaching out to people in government that I could because I'm just like, hey, like, this is what we do. This is what we care about. You guys know what's going on. But I'm like, we have capacity, we have capability, and we have the desire to do this. And like I said, we can't give away everything forever, which we do lots of that. But let's find a way to make it sustainable because there are people that... Like the food bank, you've got the distribution in place. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, who either donates to them or who do they send places to? Because, like, you know, we're across from the homeless shelter. We we heard they buy stuff from the food bank. So we're like, okay, well, we've got to learn what's the system, what's Mm -hmm. the piece, and just continue to let people know I'm going – it's important to us to feed the people higher quality stuff in our community. And the thing I really want to try to get to is you are seeing the curbside Chronicles people, Mm -hmm. you know, the green things. Well, I think about it all the time and I'm like, you know, magazine, they make that once a month. I'm like, I don't want a magazine, but I love seeing them out there working hard and I'll just try to talk to people or engage, but I'm like, if we could just give them bars You know, that's something people could buy every day. You go to your same thing instead of having to stop at the gas station to go get a snack or a drink. It's like, here's your water and here's a Kai's bar. And we've got some other stuff from looking. So we've we've been in talks of trying to... we yeah. started in February but then it really all got cool. closed, but like just trying to figure out of like how different. can you make radical life change, yeah. you know, and um, but I'm I'm a yeah. on a tangent now.
1: So, no, no, it's, so, no, it's cool because I can see you're passionate about it, yeah. right? You know, it, it's not just like something that's just, you know, hey, it's in our mission. It's cool. We talk about it. But like this, you're really passionate about this stuff. Like I can tell it comes through straight away. Um so we got a lot of product. If you're watching the video on Facebook, YouTube, and some of the clips on Instagram, you'll see that there's uh, 10 boxes behind uh, Jeff. So how many flavors do we have right now? And, and I assume there's more coming.
0: Yeah, we yeah. Uh So we like to create. Um, we've got 12 okay. or 13 flavors. So we have 12 Retail available in our 13th. It's actually the one we made for the food bank, which gotcha. is funny because some of the people go, I actually love that one.
1: <laughs> Where like, can I buy it? <laughs> I you
0: know, and you're like, oh, maybe we should yeah. figure that out. But yeah, we've got that. Um, I would say, like I said, right now, our, our best bet on um, his website, yeah. kai'sconcepts.com or Amazon. Um, Amazon, we've had problems with quality stuff. So we just started self fulfilling sure. some of that. But a lot of great local retailers too. I mean, yeah. um, probably too many to name, but uh, we can send yeah. them in the notes or whatnot. So,
1: what you mentioned, there's the, you know more more coming, but there's got to be some some uh, like recipes that are just like these are you know the testing ones, and you're like, I can't put this into production, but this one's so good. Yeah, like there's got to be some secret. I tell you, like, if
0: we could do something fun, that would really help us. If we could do like a fun survey of like flavors or types of things that people yeah. would want so we've we've toyed around with a lot so as i told you kind of off air um one of the things i've realized is uh something that i think we have is just being a manufacturer yeah and so we've had other people reach out that want us to make bars for them and so um i love that part i like the idea of sitting across it reminds mm-hmm. me of when i was honestly doing kind of the life coaching or health coaching it's like What's your dream? What's your vision? What's in the way? And how can we help you overcome that and bring that to life? Um, And so, boy, we've worked on some flavors there and learned some new things and tested some new ingredients. So, like... We did this white chocolate macadamia one. We did this cashew coconut one. We did a birthday cake, which my struggle on the birthday cake is I can't find a clean and simple sprinkle. Yeah. And I've been told you have to have sprinkles. <laughs> so that's one of my big questions. If listeners want to message or say anything, you yeah. going... You know, if 99% of the product is, you know, the same whole dense, yeah solid ingredients. And then one is like this, whatever yeah is in the sprinkles, is that like cool? And does that seem to be on brand or yeah like with that? Cause you know, all our stuff is clean and simple and, you know, nutrient dense, or whatever. But, and then we've been working on some high protein bars okay. for some other people. So trying to decide... You know if we should pull that out for our brand as well mm-hmm. or whatnot. So like I said, we've we need people to help with kind of the marketing and sales and you know online stuff. But I think that's a thing of going if we could find some great partners here locally that could help us, um, we could we do the stuff for other people because yeah. that helps us pay the bills and it helps us serve people and do that. But fundamentally our brand story in our heart can't get shared as much as it would with the sure. brand. So yeah. if we could find someone where we could sell everything online, we could make 50 products and yeah. so we make it, they're ours, they go out make there. And so, yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, we've got, I mean we've got pretty much something for everybody. I mean gluten-free, non-GMO, dairy-free, vegan, keto, mm-hmm. plant protein, low sugar. I mean so I mean we yeah. have it and we know how to do stuff and we're open to learning that, but um yeah. So we're we're figuring out we we almost did a seasonal um pumpkin spice but we were behind on when we need the print timeline so we're yeah. thinking about a winter seasonal or maybe rolling something out it's just like an online only test sure. so you know yeah
1: something different yeah every every day is different it sounds like right yeah. we've always got something going on we've always got you know good team atmosphere and I mean just just figuring stuff out Jumping oh that's
0: like the most probably culturally thing said is figure it out yeah <laughs> we just say like, figure it out and my kind of philosophy is well you're either going to figure it out or you still haven't figured it out yet. So you just yeah. need to keep going, you know? So yeah, everything is figured outable to some, to theory. a certain extent.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah. Until you get an answer and it's either a yes, we can yeah. do this or it's no, yeah. we can't, we yeah. got to keep you figure figuring that out. Oh, it's so cool. I mean, there's, there's, there's so many stories, I'm sure of just people, you know, reaching out saying, Hey, this is awesome. I love this bar. And, and, you know, Culturally, like, hey, you've helped me do this, and and that's the stuff that means the most, isn't it? And getting into stores and, you know, going through, you know, COVID and a a small test with Walmart, being a thousand stores, and then Target and all these different challenges, you know, and and you still are able to make bars, right? You know, you, you still open the doors, you have employees, like, you know, this thing's still moving forward.
0: Yeah, like I said, we've been super blessed and fortunate. And I mean, that's the thing you just got to keep going and I it's you get in those moments and it's funny because once we start getting in places people are like yeah I think people if, if they see you in two stores they think you're nationwide everywhere <laughs> you know <laughs> it's like guys is huge I see everyone I'm like yeah uh, no. like you're in the two you sold the yeah, two yeah, stores that yeah, were yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. yeah um but I think you know you got to be flexible. You got to be patient. You got to be persistent. You got to be prayerful, proactive, purposeful, yeah. prioritized. You got to keep battling, you know, and um, I think for us, like I said, I just try to get back to what do we have? What's our big why? How can we add value to people's lives and really be excellent in that? And so yeah. we're – we're trying to figure out. We don't have all the answers. I mean, if uh, you talk to me, I probably make it sound like the world's falling down <laughs> half the time, which is what it feels like. But um,
1: People are still buying bars. That's all that matters. Well,
0: yeah, they, we're, we're open. And um, like I said, we really want to be an impactor in the state yeah. and, and really do great things. And, um you know make some generational change for yeah
1: people, definitely so. for people listening you know if you've had if you listen to this and something resonates with you and you have an idea i mean reach out if you you know reach out to jeff reach out to kai's concepts if you can't get through reach out to me and we'll figure it out but you know like there's a need and you know if there's someone out there listening even if it's one person that knows somebody that's like oh yeah this would be great then you know reach out and and, and we'll get something figured out for sure uh for everyone listening that Wants to buy a bar online? You said Kai's Yeah, we'll
0: make a, we'll make a discount code. Okay, and put in the show notes or whatever. Let's and do that. Yeah. Happy to
1: help and appreciate so, it. Yeah, um, I mean, plans for the future. I know COVID's kind of ruined your twenty twenty. So, I mean, your quote business plan uh, <laughs> and future, you know, as 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 I guess, kind of taking it taking a bit of a hit. But, I mean. The goal, I assume, is to to grow as big as possible so you can give back as much as possible.
0: Yeah, I think right now, um, you know, we're kind of looking inside out. So I think, you know, the first thing was how do we keep all our jobs and how do we keep rising up people yeah. Um, and what we're doing? And so that was objective number one. Um, I think kind of from a strategic standpoint, like I said, of. Let's rein it back in. I mean, like I said, we've had so many customers close, Mm -hmm. which has killed us. Um, And then, you know, the retailers are in. You can't reach them because you can't demo. You can't do anything. Now you're a small company in a big box store that you can't reach anybody. So you're just like, that's really hurt us, too, because we made all the investments to get in there. But like I said, we're trying to figure out how to kind of refocus, uh, I would say, kind of a pivot to figuring out how to do the online thing well Mm -hmm. Um, and we're looking at the contract manufacturing a lot. I think that's the, the delineation for me is there's a brand and there's a business and they're two different things. And so the brand may be suffering uh, due to COVID environment stuff. But yeah. we've got a lot of opportunities on this contract manufacturing side. So how sure. do we explore that? You know, same thing like the food bank that was branded. Well, I mean, we yeah. helped do that. So, you know, but we were working... 12, 16-hour days non-stop, non lunch people were yeah. taking 20. I mean, it was, it was really fun for me, but it's not really sustainable right. <laughs> for everybody. Yeah. It's a good, cool project. But yeah, it was a cool project. You'd be like, let's yeah. go from 7 to midnight to yeah. not take a break. And we made like 150,000 bars in a day. Wow. Um, but we were beat like oh, a drum, yeah. you yeah. know? So, but how can we do that, but right? But you know that you can do that But now. we know we can do it, and yeah. that's always important of stretching yourself and going, wow, we can do that, guys. And yeah. and you can see people grow through that and going, well, I didn't think we could do that. Yeah. And so that's always fun for me, but I'd love to see how we could feed through food banks and do mm-hmm. that more sustainable. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll, get,
1: we'll figure that out and get yeah. the right people in touch and figure out how we can do Because that's why I a, tell them, uh,
0: like, if we don't have something, t- I, I need to understand all the pieces, yeah. and then we'll develop something for that. And sure. to me, it's really uh, it's really a price function is really what I think it is because I mean, I've seen what people get and we will make anything healthier Mm -hmm. and better. And to me, you deserve dignity, not scraps. Yeah. You know, so yeah,
1: man, this has been a pleasure. Um, you know, I I really appreciate giving up an hour of your time to share some stories and tell us about Kai's and, um, you know, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to stopping at Yote on my weekend bike ride and grabbing some bars for awesome. sure. Awesome. Awesome. Appreciate me definitely. the support
0: and yeah. let us know however we can help. Like I said, we're we're super passionate about yeah. giving back and helping in Oklahoma. And like I said, if people want to message me, um, I have an Instagram account thing too they made for mm-hmm. me. Um, it's Jeffrey, I think, M. Reagan. Uh, so if people want to message that, I'll check that occasionally or yeah. email or whatever. But yeah, we're happy to help and encourage everyone to to love your neighbor and give out and I think we've got a super special state in the community and that's one thing I've noticed when I've traveled to is that people have been I mean I literally have a guy I see him this last story he's an ingredient supplier he's like I've been to 49 of the 50 states and he said the nicest best people I've met in the entire country from Oklahoma and I'm like, I always love that. And I always know like, when we travel places, they're like, where are you from? You're not from here. And I'm like, how do you know I'm not from here? And they're like, because you're nice. Because you, <laughs> you held the door open yeah, for me. Because you held the door <laughs> open, you asked how I was doing, and you actually meant it. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, well, how are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah, again, I can't thank you enough. Um, and yeah, guys listening, go to kaisconcepts.com and then at kaisconcepts on Instagram. And I'll post all the links for that down below as well. So thanks for listening. We will catch you next episode. Cheers. Cheers. This podcast was presented by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, who've been telling Oklahoma's story through its people since 1927. Follow them online at OklahomaHOF.com and definitely on Instagram at OklahomaHOF. Catch you next episode. Cheers.
0: Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too.